Jerry Depoto has apologized for his comments during that disaster of a press conference on Tuesday, but does it matter? We'll talk about that and a whole lot more from that infamous presser and his radio hit today here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ahoy, sailors. It is Thursday, October 5th, 2023. This is Tidings and Colby Patton for the Locked On Mariners podcast, brought to you by Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper picks, and you can win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code Locked On. That's L O C K D O N. You'll get up to $100 matched on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Thank you so much for making us your first listen, subscribe, like, and turn on alerts. If you're watching on YouTube or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform, if you like what you hear. And if you're part of the crew and rock with us every single day, let us know in the comments below. We'd love to hear from you. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. You can now get a free seven-day trial to check out the show. The link as well as our social accounts is in the description of this episode. So on the show today, we'll cover the aftermath of the Mariners now infamous end of year press conference, including what Jerry DePoto had to say on 710 Seattle Sports this morning and some of the other less controversial things he had to say on Tuesday. But we'll start with what he had to say today in response to the reaction to the 54% comment that we discussed and dragged heavily on our last episode so jerry opened up by saying uh to mike salk on 710 seattle sports this morning quote i'd like to say i'm generally embarrassed by the way at least that comment and especially one other was received you know i've been doing this job or roles like this for a long time now and i've made mistakes i've made my fair share like most do and this was kind of one of those times i just did a poor job of illustrating the points that i was trying to make and in one case i chose to try humor to lighten a grave question and obviously that wasn't what the moment called for with this one the 54 percent, you know i just completely whiffed in my attempt to paint a big picture baseline of what obviously makes more sense to me than our fans and media our goal isn't to be a mediocre our goal is to win championships and to play a high level for a long time and that's what i was trying to convey obviously it didn't help i wish i could hit reset and try it again but that moment's gone the best i can do is continue to try to be candid and accessible and i feel like over my time here we've done that players staff all of our personnel we want our fans to feel like they're part of the team and at minimum have a front row seat to what's happening we tell them what we're doing and then we do that thing they may not always agree with it or like it but we're very candid in that way i can assure everyone that we want to win and the 54 percent if you look back over the history of baseball and i actually said this in the press conference unfortunately it didn't make it to the cuts but if you look back over the history of baseball since the divisional format came to be in 19 69 and in decade-long segments teams that average or achieve 54 percent win percentage over 10-year period or greater they tend to wind up in the world series and consistent members of the postseason we're not trying to win 54 percent of our games we're trying to win 100 percent of our games the 54 percent is if you reach that bar and you're able to stay at or above that bar for a 10-year period you're going to play in a world series and i say that confidently because it's true 19 teams have been able to do that in decade-long increments 19 different teams and 16 of them have played in the world series and most many have won championships that's what i was trying to say and it probably makes more sense to me and for that 
I apologize. We're not trying to string you out. We're not trying to ask people to wait another decade. The significance of that is in this decade, that's what we're doing. From the start of the COVID summer in 2020, we have played at that level. We've reached one postseason. We hope to reach many more, and we do it in a process-oriented way. And obviously, I did a poor job of trying to convey that thought, and I feel badly about it. So two things on this very quick before I, I kick it to you here, Colby. And I yep, see you're, yeah, I see, I see, I see you're asleep. I see you're asleep. Yep. <laughs> Wake up. So two things on that real quick. Glad he apologized. I don't think it's a great apology though, because it still feels like he's putting the onus on the fans and the media for misinterpreting him. Whereas I, I wish that he would have just said, look, I failed to read the room. It was stupid. I'm sorry. And then move on from, from there. And it still feels like he was trying to justify all of it there. I mean, that was literally three pages that I just read to you guys, which is why I put Colby to sleep here. Uh, so, Colby, what do you think of the apology from uh, from Mr. DePoto? First of all, it's not a genuine apology if you say in any form, well, it was just a joke, a bad joke. Like, nope, that's not an apology. Um, or it's a bad one, at the very least. Uh and the idea that like, oh, well, I actually said all that, but, you know, it didn't make the cut. And it's like, that's on you for not televising your uh, your end of the oppressor. Like that's still on the org, maybe not Jerry specifically. But if you don't want your quotes taken out of context, you put it live on your YouTube channel or on the Internet or whatever uh, so that it can't be sliced and diced like that. Um, and it wasn't. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I, I think it's a necessary apology um for jerry uh I, I think that it's still a pretty poor one because the whole like it, it just kind of reads at least the first part like what it was a joke you can't take a joke and it's like that that's not what you want to say like eliminate the like i tried the humor part of it and it didn't work like no that this isn't a night at the improv jerry <laughs> like you screwed up okay and, and you used a lot of words when you could, simply could have said like no, that that was bad. That was dumb of me to say. I didn't I didn't explain myself properly. Uh, and then this is what we're trying to do. And, and you know, I, I do like that. He explained, you know, the 54 percent thing, um, hmm. which is something we were going to or we are going to talk about. Um, yeah. It's something that Ty and I knew he was trying to say. It doesn't make it OK that. He said it, though, like. The and again, this is something that we've talked about before. The idea behind it, like the 54%, and, and like what Ty and I assumed that he meant, that's all perfectly fine. That's all like a logical, reasonable goal. Sure. You don't say it out loud, <laughs> you don't say it out loud. And then when you get caught for saying something stupid, you don't go like, Oh, you know, I, I tried to joke and it didn't work. It, it's not open mic night at Silly's. Okay. You just have to wear it, you have to own it. Like, I was too candid. Cause you don't have to tell the fans everything. And I know that Jerry really prides himself on being open and, and, you know, doing stupid shows like ours and, you know, other podcasts and, and just trying to be out there as much as you can. You don't have to tell everybody everything. And if, especially if you're not going to go into great detail when you do it. So yeah, Jerry's apology. It's about what I would expect. It was long winded. It was, you know, about three minutes too long, but uh, I do appreciate the effort at least, although I, I'm with you. I don't think it's a particularly good one uh, when you start out by saying like, Oh, it was just a joke. And I guess you guys didn't get it. And so I apologize that I didn't 
you know, set it up well enough so for you guys to get it. Like, no, Jerry, we're not the idiots. Okay. You screwed up. This is about you screwing. It's not our job to interpret what you're saying. Yeah. It's your job to tell us. So yeah, I, I, whatever. I appreciate the effort, I guess, but like, to me, it's not a great apology, but it is what it is. And honestly, I don't, I don't care. I, yeah. I really don't care. I, 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 I merely appreciate it from the standpoint that he needed to do this. Yeah. I said on Tuesday night when we posted that show where we're just mercilessly dragging him for how that press conference went that he needed to issue a retraction. Mm-hmm. But with that said, and I also said this, it wasn't going to make it better. And this doesn't make it better. The only thing that is going to make it better that is only going to earn him some points here with the fan base that he has scorned here uh, is by doing something this offseason. Actions. Yeah. Actions speak louder than words here, Mm -hmm. folks. And uh, he's got to kick this offseason's ass. That's the only way that you make this better is by kicking this offseason's ass and having success on the field next year and getting back into the postseason competing for a division competing for a world series etc 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 reaching the goals that you have laid out here it's the only way that you make it better winning fixes all winning fixes all at the end of the day so if he's able to put his team in the best position to do that then i don't think anyone i mean most people at least at the end of the day are going to care about what he said in a stupid random end of year press conference at the start of october 2023 so there's a very easy way to to make most people forget about this all right we're going to talk more about the uh the 54 comment and try to to be fair here and, and make sense of it and just kind of talk about our feelings on, on all of it but first a reminder this episode of the lockdown marriage podcast is brought to you by sleeper All right, folks, the MLB playoffs are right around the corner, which means the clock is ticking on your chance to 100 times your cash on daily fantasy baseball. Pick more or less on stats for your favorite players like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more for up to a 100 times payout on Sleeper. Get your picks right, and you could win big, my friend. If things didn't go well in your home league this year, no worries. You can still salvage the fantasy baseball season over at Sleeper. There you can pick the players you want and call your shot. And when you use the promo code Locked On, that's L-O-C-K-D-O-N, you'll get up to $100 matched on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Colby, we uh, we spent a good portion of our Patreon show yesterday, patreon.com forward slash control the zone talking about the 54% comment from Jerry DePoto and actually trying to make sense of it. Because at the end of the day, our issue with him saying that was that he he said it, <laughs> right? And he did a very poor job of illustrating that, as he alluded to today in his, in his apology on the radio. Uh, but the philosophy overall, it makes sense. It's just, you know, you can't expect the average fan who's very frustrated and upset and very impatient rightfully so by the way with how everything has gone the past calendar year and just the the state of the organization as a whole uh you you can't expect them to to just dissect that and read between the lines right but again the, the philosophy of it all does make sense this is what good teams ultimately strive for correct kinda yeah um 
basically the idea of the 54% is that like, that's not necessarily the goal. That is the minimum. Like that is the minimum average over the course of a decade. Cause if you win 87 games or more per season over the course of 10 years, yeah, you're going to make the playoffs a bunch. You're going to have a good shot. Uh, and again, it it's to me, the, the 54% is it's, Hey, some years we're only going to win 83 just because of bad luck, you know, poor performance, but other years we're going to win 95. And when we add all those up at the end of it, we expect by 2030, the Mariners will have played, you know, 87 win ball over the course of a entire decade. And, and that should give you plenty of bites at the apple and all that stuff. So, uh, sustainability, uh, is sometimes a bit overvalued. It's sometimes used as a, as a kind of a, a crutch to not go and, and spend big on like, you know, Juan Soto because like, Oh, Oh, we could do that. But you know, over the next five years, we're going to have less money to spend. And we want five bases of the apple instead of one, blah, blah, blah. Like sometimes it can be used as a crutch, but for the most part, for the most part over the, you know, long run, uh, consistently giving yourself a good shot to, uh, you know, make the playoffs gives you a good shot to win world series or get to them, uh, at the very least. So, um, you know, it is, it is interesting. The Mariners have had a decade, uh, where they've had a five forty uh, or greater winning percentage. It was, I believe 94 to 2003. Uh, and they are one of the only teams of those 19 that Jerry talked about that didn't go to the world series, let alone win one. So kind of tough, but, uh, yeah, again, the philosophy in and of itself is fine, but the, you know, you can't tell fans to be thankful that you missed the playoffs again. You can't tell fans to be patient. Uh, not Mariner fans, uh, because you, the organization has lost that. Right. So I get it. You know, I totally get fan reaction to it. And, uh, again, like Ty and I talked about on Tuesday, like just stupid, like just don't say it. It, it, It's beyond stupid, but the it's stupid to say out loud. Right. Publicly. Well, and, and my ultimate issue with the 54% comment is that the way that he expressed it, he was expressing it in guarantees and absolutes. He's saying, definitively you always make he said verbatim they always make the playoffs yeah and that's not true over the last decade there have been five teams that over the last decade that have finished at or that have posted a 54 percent win percentage or higher three of them missed the playoffs this year they the yankees have missed the playoff the yankees are one of those teams they've missed the playoffs four times over the last decade the guardians have missed the playoffs a few times the you know, I mean, the Cardinals have missed the playoffs a couple of times. Like, forget all that. The 2018 Mariners won 89 games. They missed the playoffs. The 2021 Mariners won 90 games. They missed the playoffs. The 2023 Mariners yeah. won 87 games. Those are all 54% or higher, and all three of those teams missed the playoffs. Well, and, and, and again, right? Like, what I'm saying, though, is like, no matter how you slice that comment with him mm-hmm. saying things in absolute, so whether you're looking at it from a one year thing, like if you win 54% of the time, you'll make the playoffs, that doesn't work because that literally just happened this year where they didn't make the playoffs and they won 54% of the time. And if you try to spin it from a 10-year standpoint, that doesn't work either. When you look at the Cardinals and you look at the Guardians and you look at the Yankees, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, and and he didn't, he he rephrased it today where he was talking about it's more like most of the time, right? It's not always, which I, I think is probably what he was trying to say even back on Tuesday. But again, when you do say, always when you speak in absolutes when you speak in guarantees uh it's very easy to poke holes in the whole 54 percent. i don't have an issue with the philosophy of of trying to build a sustainable winner and and you know if you win 870 games over the course of 10 years 
at minimum. If you win that many, you probably made the playoffs a bunch of times. You probably won a couple divisions. You probably had a couple deep playoff runs and, and all that stuff. And that's all well and good, but uh, you just, you don't say it out loud. That is, that is an internal number. Like you don't have to share everything. And so internally, that's a good goal. Externally, publicly, your goal is to win the world series every year. That's how you have to phrase it. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it's like, it just, just to clarify again, Ty and I don't have an issue with that being their goal Yes. to, you know, for the, over the course of a decade to win 54, because that's all about taking as many shots as you can at winning over right. the course of a decade. And like he said on Tuesday, you're, you're sometimes you're going to win 60%. Sometimes you're going to win 50%. And that's just alluding to the ebbs and flows, the natural ebbs and flows of baseball, sure. right? Because sometimes it's unpredictable. Yeah, sometimes yeah. you have setback years. Like, you know, sometimes everything goes wrong. Uh, but yeah. again, it's not the philosophy itself that Ty and I have a problem with. It's not really even the philosophy itself on Tuesday when we were reacting to this that we had a problem with. It's it's putting it out there publicly and not recognizing the inevitable issues you're going to run into by saying yeah. that out loud. By and saying seemingly that not having that explanation pre-planned either. Right. And just kind of trying to let it rip on the fly. Um, Right. And expecting the average fan. Like I said, the sickos out there, Ty and I included, we got what he was trying to say basically immediately. Yeah. Like we got to figure it out. But again, most people listening to our podcast, I don't think they're sickos. So to sit there, most people listening to that, you know, listening to that minute long clip that got cut, they're not sickos. They stumble across that. It, it you have to tailor your message to the masses and you can't assume that every fan is going to do the work for you to jump up and defend you. So again, yeah. the plan itself, uh, you know, what Jerry's done, what the front, what the mayors have done in terms of trying to build a sustainable winner, totally supportive of that. Don't have an issue with it. That's a good goal. I, I totally understand it. Absolutely. 100%. Yep. Making that goal public and then not explaining it deeper. That's the mistake. And right. you deserve to get raked over the coals for it. So I don't feel bad that Jerry feels like his words got like taken out of context or they got misconstrued. Nope. You did that to yourself, buddy. You did that to yourself. So, right. uh, but you know, ultimately, like you said, if you win, nobody cares. Right. All right. So let's go over a couple of the, uh, the other quotes from Tuesday and uh and also today in just a moment but first a reminder this episode of the lockdown mirrors podcast is brought to you by bunches bunches is a new app built just for sports fans where you can chat sports in real time click the link in the description to join the app or go to the apple app store and download bunches now i'm telling you you're gonna love the conversations with other locked on sports fans chat about your team every day Download the Bunches app today, and when you do, our friends over at Bunches have featured the Locked On MLB Bunch in the Discover tab. You can also click the link in the description to join the Locked On MLB Bunch community today. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. So we're going to get into a couple of the other things that Jerry DePoto uh, touched upon. Um, So the first thing here, he was asked about cal and, and jp and ty francis comments after the uh the last couple of games of the season talking about what this front office needs to do to support this uh this team 
um, in future years. Uh, he said, quote, I don't know the solution to our problems, our big name players, and I don't know we have big problems. Would I like big players? Sure, but it's not the only way to build a roster. And he further touched upon that today on the radio when he was apologizing about the uh, the patience comment that he made uh, i was trying to use a little bit of humor this is jerry speaking now uh the question that i was asked was regarding the addition of big stars and what do you tell your fan base if you don't deliver the big star and when does the world series come and the simple answer to that is adding a big star is much easier when you develop the big star and we'll look at our center fielder julio rodriguez as an example or the longtime great center fielder for the mariners and king griffey jr acquiring a big star from outside is also contingent upon the big star so i can't guarantee you when that will happen and i also have been involved in professional baseball all my life and to think that you're going to predict when we will win the world series is silly you're not going to be able to do that. All we can do is continue to execute sound process and build a roster that is good enough to go compete with the best teams in the league. While none of us is happy that we're sitting here at home during the playoffs, and that's how I opened up the comments on Tuesday, we feel proud of what we built over time. We do feel like this roster is built to be a championship roster moving forward. Now we need to go out and we need to add more pieces and find the extra offense, find a way to solve some of our needs, but recognize that we continue to get better in a lot of ways. You know, I try to use humor to diffuse the situation and I whiff. Clearly, I am not a very funny person and I shouldn't have gone there, but that's what I did. And I can openly apologize and again tell you that I'm embarrassed by it. End quote. So, I mean, this was already a foregone conclusion, but that seems to me, reading between the lines, like confirmation Shohei Otani and Juan Soto and guys like that are not going to be Seattle Mariners in 2024 and beyond. Yes, but it's okay because in the grand 47-year history of the Seattle Mariners, um, which has you know led to five playoff appearances in 47 years, we've made our own stars two or three times. So that's good. What, what what are you saying? What are you saying? Like, well, look at what we did with Julio. Cool. Have you done it again yet? No. Okay. But I mean, like right. Griffey, like, oh, you mean 30 years ago? Like Ichiro. Oh, no, no. You didn't develop Ichiro. He was brought in from the outside. How about that? Nelson Cruz, Robinson Cano. Oh, they were brought in from the outside. How about that? Um, just stupid. Stop saying that you... Oh, God. You didn't make a bad joke, Jerry. You were just being stupid. Stop with, oh, I guess I'm not funny. Yeah, we know that. But also, stop. This isn't a sense of humor thing. Just shut up about the joke. The joke. Anyways. Um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, again, I don't think that they're necessarily like opposed to adding a star player or anything like that. I just don't think that they're going to spend what it takes to do it so they happen to stumble upon one and you know they acquire a guy who comes out of nowhere and turns himself into freddie freeman like they're not opposed to that but right, it sounds right. like they're pretty opposed to giving shohei otani 600 million dollars so yeah uh so the reason that i wanted to bring this up is because i, I think it's very important for uh for us to to just say now and get this out of the way before we really get into the to the meat and potatoes of the off season and start doing our off season plan and all that stuff that we're going to do here on the podcast that just in and a lot of fans are not going to agree with this and, and this is why i think that it's important to mention this that if you don't add an otani or a soto or a bellinger 
you didn't fail the offseason. I don't think that you need to to add more to the core of your clubhouse or of your of your club in general. And don't get me wrong, I would absolutely take it if they did. <laughs> right. But I don't think you absolutely need to in order to build a World Series caliber roster. You just need a better supporting cast. You need to cover your bases better. Because this team is is already like Literally. with how many deficiencies that uh, the 2023 ball club had, they were right on the doorstep of winning the division. So I think this 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 core in general, and we're talking about Julio, we're talking about JP, we're talking about Cal, we're talking about the pitching staff, etc. I think they're good enough to to carry this thing, but they need a better supporting cast. They absolutely need a better supporting cast. And and to improve significantly improve the supporting cast on this roster you are going to probably have to spend some money you're probably not going to be able to just do it via trade and getting lucky with some of your development like you're going to have to go out and add some legit veterans who elevate the floor of your of your club so that's how the mariners can have a very successful offseason without adding the big name without adding the shohei otani without adding the juan soto without adding cody bellinger um noted bootlicker Tide Gonzalez basically echoing right. later parts of Jerry's uh interview when he said we're gonna add from the outside. Oh, thanks for that. Thanks for doing us that favor. Um <laughs> no, Col- that, that's Colby that's Pat- the last one. That's Colby, the last one. Colby Patnode, who's become uh, part of payroll Twitter. Uh, yeah, apparently. <laughs> uh but no, he said we're gonna add from the outside, and he said basically what you said only in fewer words this is the one time where brevity was actually jerry's friend imagine that um (laughs) we do feel like this roster is built to be a championship roster moving forward and now we need to go out and we need to add more pieces and find the extra offense yeah yeah okay so cool great so do it yeah talk is cheap you know and and until you do it and you do it well uh it's not going to happen for it like you're you're not going to you know people aren't going to be okay with I, I don't expect the Mariners to go out there and, and get like, again, just making stuff up here. Like they're going to go trade for like Jorge Polanco or Anthony Santander. Or then they're going to go sign, you know, Jorge, so whatever, like it doesn't matter. Like they're going to go get like two or three really solid bats that fill a couple holes and Mariner fans. A lot of them are still going to hate the off season. And I get why I think they're, I think they'd be wrong. I mean, we have to see how it looks, but I think they'd be wrong more than likely. They went out and they added two or three like legitimate everyday players to this lineup. Mm. Um, and then maybe like a bench guy. Like I think they would be wrong to say that's a failure of an off season, depending on the exact players. But I yes. totally get why, because you know, they didn't, they didn't land the star again. And when you look at what Jerry brought in last year, it wasn't good enough. When you look at what Jerry brought in two winters ago, it wasn't really good enough. I mean, Winker was okay, but he certainly wasn't what you wanted him to be. And Gino was, was great, but like you still were a couple bats short. Uh, so I don't think you can expect the fan base to be okay with entering a season where they're going to look at the lineup and be like, well, this guy, if Gino and, and Ty don't turn it around, then you're two bats short again and, and all that stuff. So, right. Um, so, a big piece of this is the Teoscar Hernandez conversation, and there's an interesting thing that he said when asked about Teo. Uh, on Tuesday, he said that they've already uh, made a decision internally on the qualifying offer, and they're going to uh, 
to talk to to Teo and his representatives before you know obviously making that information public um he later said today we have to address the situation with tay oscar and minimally we we will have to fill one spot and potentially his so you read that and it sounds like possibly just bringing back Teo and then just adding one back that's not enough that's not enough that's an f but but he did say minimally. So so at minimum they are going to add one bat. Oh, sure. and They're only willing to extend themselves for the one bat, and then if anybody right. else falls into their laps, then they'll add the second one. That does that, that sound about right, Jer? So it's a it's at least one bat and bringing back Teo or replacing Teo, which would be two bats in theory. But still, you need two yeah. bats even if you bring back Teoscar. Yeah, because no, Teoscar right now, Teoscar is a league average bat. That's what he is. That's what I feel comfortable calling him. This year was what, 108? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's the third year in a row or a second year in a row. He's declined off of his previous year numbers. Uh, he's on the wrong side of 30. Like to me, he's a league average bat. So fine. Like cool. Make yeah. Teoscar your six hole hitter or your seven hole hitter and then talk to me uh, about how good of an offseason he had. But until you do that, I just, I don't care. Um, Honestly, I, I think that uh, Tay Oscar is. Uh, I think you should move on, but we'll talk about that. I'm sure. Yeah. No, we'll have plenty of time weeks. to talk uh, to mm-hmm. talk all about this, and yeah, I, I don't know when officially we'll find out about the uh, the qualifying offer and what they're they're going to do with that. Um, it's just trying to read between the lines. It seems like maybe they're going to extend him the qualifying offer, but they think that he's going to leave in free agency. Yep. Uh huh cool bringing the band back together sure (laughs) i'm thrilled colby from a year ago would hate colby now (laughs) well that's what jerry gets for failing in the winter and again at the deadline and again at his postseason presser like you've sucked the life out of me jerry i hope you're happy but hey you know what go get i I know some people that you would you would get along with very well now you watch your filthy mouth. Um, <laughs> no, but again, at the end of the day, like all this talk is, is incredibly cheap. It means nothing. Absolutely yes. nothing. What yes. Jerry and Justin get done this winter is all that matters going yep. forward. So, yep. uh, you know, if, if you go out and you have a good off season and you win 92 games next year and, and you win the division or whatever, we're not talking about 54% like yeah. ever again, but yeah, if you have another setback year and if you fall short in the winter again, and if you yeah. don't go out and address it in, at the deadline again, these conversations are going to be a lot more hostile than they are right now. So, yeah. uh, yep. Just get to work. Like I, I don't need to hear from Jerry anymore for another six months. Talk to me on opening day and shut the hell up, Jerry, go to work. Yeah. So nothing he has said over the last few days has altered my expectations for the off season whatsoever. Um, it's just, you know, for the most part, like most of what he said here, outside of a couple of things, is just general like GM speak, nothing burgers, like whatever. You can just ball it up, throw it in the trash. Um, really the only takeaway from here is that Jerry DePoto failed to to read the room completely, <laughs> like uh on Tuesday and a little bit today, because the, the apology falls kind of flat in some areas, but 
whatever not, not I, I don't apology. i don't care anymore this is this is really yeah the, we're like, not talking hope, about the presser after today yeah so. this is hopefully the last time i i ever have to say the the words 54 percent. that's gonna do it for our show thank you so much for joining us here on the lockdown mariners podcast for colby patnode i'm tidying gonzalez be sure to give us a follow on twitter at lo underscore mariners you can follow me at dan gonzalez at c-a-n-e-g-n-z-l-z and colby at cpat 11 that's c-p-a-t-1-1 you can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode and thank you again for making us your first listen have yourself a beautiful baseball day and we'll see you next time peace